In this episode, we welcome a couple site board members, Phil Scrivano and Jeremy Davis, and site staff member, Laurel Nava. They're gonna preview the site conference coming next month. You'll hear about the safety protocols, keynote speakers, some sessions to attend, and a few new surprises. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Insight Podcast. In this episode, we are welcoming Jeremy Davis and welcoming back Phil Scrivano, who joined us for our very first episode. Also joining today as our resident topic expert is site staff member, who's the Director of Education and Partnerships, Laurel Nava. My name is Shane Pinnell, and co-moderating with me is Jamie Lusatter. Hey, Jamie. Hey, everyone. So it's podcast time. This is going to be really fun. We've worked really hard to get our schedules together to get this episode produced, so we're excited it's finally happening. I know so many of us are looking forward to the conference. It's coming soon, and that's going to be the topic of our episode today. And we want to talk about some of the highlights, the new elements, some sessions we can't wait to attend. And on a side note, I was recently registering for a webinar, and in the description, it mentioned how this is the third school year impacted by COVID. And that really put things into perspective for me. So it explains how we've been feeling, you know, working in schools, how it, it just feels hard at times. And the conference is such a wonderful thing to look forward to. So I just wanted to start with a shout out to our site organization, the regional groups, the message board. I couldn't have gotten through all of this without my site connections. And on that note, let's get to know our guests today. So how our opening segment works is I'll present an either or, and we'll each take turns answering so we can get to know some of our interests, our likes, and our dislikes. So up first, uh, Phil, can you tell us if you like Taco Bell or Del Taco? Hey, Del Taco all the way. Shane, what about you? I'm going to go with Del Taco as well. How about you, Laurel? Gym boys. That wasn't one of the options. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Jeremy? Well, now that I know there's a third option, I'd say in and out, but I'll go go Del Taco (laughs) all the way. Big, Big Del Taco fan. That's great. Yeah, I'm going to go Del Taco just because the Mexican pizza no longer exists. And that was a staple for me, um, being plant-based. All right, next one. Uh, Jeremy, Marvel Universe or Star Wars? I'll go Star Wars. That's a hard one. I'm going to go Star Wars just because I grew up with it and it's so ingrained. Like playing, I actually played the LP in my bedroom at night as I fell asleep to like memorize every single word of the movie. But but Marvel is amazing and it's more connected to my kids. So that's a mm-hmm. tough one. I'll go, I'll go Star Wars by a, by a tiny bit. It's <laughs> great. Phil, what about you? I've kind of the same boat. Um, grew up more with the Star Wars, even read the books and uh, I've not read the Marvel books, but I really enjoy the movies. And I see it as like an evolution of technology. If you look at those early mm-hmm. Star Trek films compared mm-hmm. to what we have today, it's all great. How about you, Laurel? I guess it'll have to be Star Wars. No third option for you. You're not, you're not picking well, I was like, gonna say never ending, universe. never ending story. Oh, wow. <laughs> How about you, Jamie? Yeah, 100% Star Wars. I watched that so many times as a kid. I had the VHS tape for episode six and watched that every night before bed, I think was. So J- yeah. Jeremy said LP, you said uh, VHS, uh, VHS. tape. There's listeners that have no idea what either of those I know. are. That's awesome. We'll have a, um, a glossary at the end of the show. Yes. Yes. Long play record. Absolutely. Shh. Shane, what about you? I think I'm gonna go with Marvel, but kind of like Jeremy, you know, I think both of them are pretty awesome. The uh, the effects in the Marvel universe are awesome, so just really blow blow it out of the water. All right, last one, uh, Phil. We'll start with you. Cyber truck or F-150 Lightning Electric? Uh, the F-150. I just think that the Ford, much bigger company, and uh, I, I watched and Biden drove it, you know, on the track. That was really cool. So F-150. Nice. Jeremy? 
Yeah, I'll go F-150. I, I don't think the Cybertruck looks like something I would want to drive. It just, it's so far out, <laughs> like a RoboCop car. So no, I'm I'm good. I, F-150, I'm excited. I could actually like power my house with a thing. In a, and, and I'm glad what Ford did when there was that epic freeze in, in Texas. Mm-hmm. They drove these in the neighborhoods. A lot of people like charge phones and things off of, off of their, their, uh, off of the new hybrid system that they're putting in. Mm-hmm. So very excited for the F-150. I can't wait to hear what Laurel's going to say. I will never own a truck. I was going to say Honda Clarity because a truck, every- <laughs> borrow it. <laughs> Excellent. Shane? Uh, I think I'll go with the F-150 as well. Yeah, that Cybertruck's a little uh, cool, but it's a little out there. I think it's going to be fun that it's just going to break the mold. That's what it kind of I'm thinking about with the Cybertruck. It's it's going to challenge people to do something different. So I'm excited for that. But the F-150 so you're, you're, is awesome. you're going Cybertruck, Jamie? I'm going Cybertruck. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. And now on to our first topic of the show. Uh, yeah. So thank you for joining us today, everybody. Before we jump into the conference, tell us about your role outside of site and a current project you're working on. Phil, why don't you get us started? Okay, we're working on uh, redoing the PA systems, bells and messaging throughout the 30 schools. And uh, that's kind of an exciting topic because at the conference, I know we're not quite there yet, but we're going to have a two-hour workshop from an expert about um, the importance of PA systems in an active shooter situation. And uh, an ex-police officer whose son was at one of the shootings. And so the uh, very connected to that. Um, we got, we have our emergency radios, we have our cameras, and now the last step is to get all of our messaging on the lockdown systems. And, and Phil, what's your role and where are you at now? As Director of Technology at Simi Valley Unified School District. All right. Thank you, sir. How about you, Jeremy? So Assistant Superintendent for Innovation and Instructional Support down in the Fullerton School District uh, down here in North Orange County. A couple of big ones. We've got some great project going on with with Videri for doing some data dashboards. We're pulling in tons of data from tons of different systems. We just had a big training of all of our principals on that uh, last week and and just sort of how how much data we have now all in one place using the EdFi standard uh, is huge. We're spinning up a mesh network this week with Spectrum. We're going to have that sort of connection between our schools. And like Phil, we 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 were awarded a grant through the COPS grant. So we're actually awarded enough money to pay for security systems um, at all of our sites for video and gunshot detection in the offices. So we're starting to, to, to figure out how to install some of these things. So a couple of big ones happening right now. All right. Thank you. And Laurel, I know you don't have a, a, well, you have multiple roles outside of site, I'm sure, but from a, a work capacity, I want you to tell us what you're working on with site. Well, currently we are getting close to the end of the CTO mentor program year. Um, we have our last classes this week and that will lead us up into graduation, which actually segues into the conference. Um, while we're doing that, we're also reviewing applications for our next cohort 2022, which will be back to in-person and we're excited about that. So on that topic, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the logistics? When's the conference and how can we register? For the first time ever, we're going to have early badge pickup on Monday night, and that's going to be 5 to 7 p.m. on November 15th. The actual conference is going to start the morning, Tuesday the 16th, and it's going to go all the way to Friday the 19th. The way you can register is to go to site.org forward slash 2021 conference. And we have links to our agenda, hotel information, uh, registration, and more about our activities as well. 
And I know we missed uh, the early bird registration that ended um, in September, but we just want to remind everybody to look out that look out for look out for that next year because you can save up to $100 if you get your registration um, in early. Are there other discounts that people should be looking out for? Yes, the biggest one is the team discount. We added that a few years ago at the request of the board. And so you can bring a team of two to four people or bring a team of five or more people and it's significant savings off of the price. Yeah, that's good to see. Thank you. Thank you for implementing that. I know a lot of people are concerned with health and safety. What kind of protocols can we expect this year? A lot. <laughs> we, um, we're we definitely going to have masking no matter what and social distancing and food is going to be prepared in a way that you know, there's not a lot of open eating and sharing of items, um, no karaoke. I'm so sorry about that. Um, but we are also going to have a daily screening questionnaire. We've contracted with a physician's group. So you can do this questionnaire on your phone. And as you walk into the event, you're going to show whether you passed or not. We also have vaccine verification or negative test result within 72 hours. Um, that is a California state requirement for mega events. And they've recently classified mega events as a thousand people plus. So that's why that's in place. Um, so that'll all be done. And you can actually get your vaccine verification done before you go to the conference. I'm glad to hear that we are mega. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And then once you arrive there, um, once you make it through medical screening, you're going to get a Tyvek wristband to show that you've been screened and you'll get a mask in your bag. With badge pickup, there'll also be an option. We'll have flags, a red flag, a yellow flag, and a green flag to show your comfort level with the conference. So red flag means stay six wet feet away. Yellow flag is basically let's bump elbows and green flag is come give me a hug. It's been two years since I saw you. I really like yeah, that. Yeah, I love That's that. It's going to be really fun. I was thinking we needed a conference ribbon, like, can I have a hug? <laughs> so I love yes. that the flag option will be there for people. So Laurel, can you tell us a little bit about what we're going to be doing around social distancing at the conference? Yeah, so we're working right now on three foot social distance. And the way that large events are being managed is they're actually often creating uh, chairs that are linked um, in groups of two or three for those that are comfortable um, sitting next to each other and then having the space between the next pod of chairs. So sort of like what we have with the red, green, and yellow, you'll have exactly. options of sit seating as well. That's that's nice. <clears throat> I like that a lot. What about, um, I'm sure we'll have hand sanitizers all over the place. Um, and then what about uh, the like president receptions and meals that we're hosting? Those are as much as possible going to be packaged, um, either as like a box lunch or a plated lunch with a tray cover on it. Um, we're also changing some of the prearranged items that would be on the table. So no open baskets of bread or salads on the table for some of the lunch items. And we're also going to be having on Tuesday, we don't normally provide lunch on Tuesday. So we're gonna have two new opportunities. One of them is going to be a food truck and everybody's going to receive a voucher to go to the food trucks. The other option is to do basically a lunch and learn in some of the breakout rooms where you'll get a free box lunch for joining in a, an exhibitor's presentation. So we're, I know we always want contingency plans and worrying about things changing. Uh, what happens if um, suddenly this is something we can't do? Are there plans to go virtual? Yes, we'll only be going virtual if the local or state government cancels large events. And if that's the case, then we will pivot quickly and switch to breakout sessions via Zoom as much as possible. And we already have a mobile platform set up to help us support a virtual conference if needed. So it sounds like we have quite a bit uh, that's new this year. Is there anything else you want to share that's new? 
We have a couple options for Tuesday lunch. Everybody will receive a $10 voucher and they can use that for food trucks on Tuesday, or they can attend these lunch and learn sessions where they get a free box lunch for listening to a presentation by an exhibitor. We also are very excited about IT Ninja Warrior. This is going to be the first year we're going to have this. It's going to be the afternoon of the expo show on Thursday. And what it's going to be is teams competing to see who can go through the fastest set of tasks, such as changing a Chromebook keyboard and untangling cords and things like that. So So I'm definitely getting excited about conference. It feels like this is a milestone in returning to something normal and comfortable. And for me, I've been more on the kind of extreme conservative side related to safety protocols. So Laurel, hearing all of that really helps me feel better um, about going and feeling safe and secure. So thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited to go too. Another part of the uh, conference that I love are the keynotes. It's always exciting to see who's going to be there um, each year. I have my photo with Waz hanging up in the office. It's actually inside our kind of Apple cabinet. Um, So that was pretty amazing. I'd love to hear who's lined up uh, for this year's uh, keynote. Phil, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. For the uh, president's keynote, it's Eric Qualman, who's a futurist for um, a technology futurist who's often known as Equal Man. So he's, um, he's got a podcast called Super You. And the one reason we're bringing him into the conference is he's, he's always going towards um, what do we need to do as professionals to stay in touch with all the technology changes and how are those changes going to affect not only education, but you as a professional to handle the stress of all these changes and what is important. For example, this week's Super You um, conference, he got in uh, Tom Hanks talk about his career and his stresses and what he had to learn throughout his career to become continue to be viable and when you listen to tom hanks you think well that's the same thing i'm going through so he's um he brings a lot of rich you know keynotes to it a lot of research and the nice thing about it is i read his book uh, six months ago and he's been spot on so i think it's uh he he's excited about sight and he's going to gear his talk completely towards technology and education that sounds great. So Jeremy or uh, Laurel, you want to talk about the second keynote speaker that we have coming? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm very amped for Dr. Kate uh, Bieberdorf. Um, you might know her as Kate the Chemist. So if you have daughters or sons or anybody in your life who's small and who's trying to learn about chemistry, Dr. Kate is amazing. So she's been on all kinds of shows. So if you go to her website, katethechemist.com and, and check out you know her experiments that she's done on the Today Show or Rachel Ray or Kelly Clarkson or Stephen Colbert, they're, they're a blast, but she is just so engaging. She's that teacher you wish you had in any subject that you didn't really like that you think you could have liked if you just had the right person in front of you. you. So um, from the educational side of things, um, I'm I'm excited to have her here. She's got a bunch of books out for kids, big book of experiments, but she also came out with one in May that I want to buy called the awesome book of edible experiments because my kids and I cook all the time. So it'd be fun to see what is she doing with edible experiments and that we could do in the kitchen together. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see her take on site, but also just her take on education, because I think all of us in the room can can always use a dose of just this passion and excitement for what we do, um, because it's always all about the kids. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see her. And she's going to be staying to sign books right after her keynote. 
That's awesome. Uh, I believe we have some more information on the site web page about the speakers as well. So if you go to the, the link for conference, you'll be able to, to get more information on those speakers as well. So what are some of the other big events that we can expect this year? Phil, you got anything for us? Yeah, I think the, the president's reception, um, there's gonna, there'll be the poker tournament there, but there's also options for um, some game playing, such as we're putting together a Jeopardy board that's uh, gonna be technology focused and also uh, some games such as Jenga. I think we have like six to eight Jenga sets. And so, uh, and, and I play that Jenga sometimes with up to six to eight people. And uh, it's, it's a great team sport. So if uh, poker is not your, your passion, there's gonna be plenty of other options to, to stay and come to the president's reception this year. That's super fun. Jeremy, what about you? Anything else that is a big event that we can look forward to? Sure, the student showcase is always and being back with our students and just having them come to, to the showcase to be able to show off what they're doing in technology. I mean, I was blown away last year. There was um, a group there that had sort of reprogrammed something and built built an entire app for their for their fellow students to be able to see their student information system better. Just just amazing things that happen from you know kindergarten all the way up to high school. So that's one of my favorites. Thanks. So I know um, the full agenda is now live. And if you go to site.org, you can see the conference link and um, preview everything. What are some of the sessions you are all getting really excited about? Jeremy, do you want to start? Sure. Um, I always love esports. Uh, we have, you know, being a K-8 district, uh, we're not be able to be involved at like the NASEF, the esports, but um, we can always um, with our students, we've, we've brought some of our elementary students out to site before to show off esports. So I always love seeing that. And I always love F3 coming. F3 always has like the most up to date. Here's everything you need to change. I know I saw one of the one of they're talking about privacy around vaccinations and testing and vaccination cards. They're always so like right now, like, hey, that's information I can literally use tomorrow. So I, I always love seeing F3. Phil, what about you? So I'm always excited about the showdown and the topics coming up. And uh, this year we're going to have help desks, you know, remote sessions and so forth. We'll have a uh, white glove, turnkey services, parent communication systems, multi-factor authentication and pandemic support. And um, amongst that, one of the big things is just being able to go to as many sessions as possible. So this year I'm going to try to make quite more, quite a big effort to attend as many sessions as possible. So I hope to see everybody in lots of filled up classrooms. If I could jump back in just for a second with, uh, I'm very excited to see who our new board members are. That's always a, a fun thing for us being on the site board is to see the election and to see, um, you know, sort of that get announced and sort of see who our new colleagues are going to be on the board. They're going to help us, you know, figure out the direction of site as we move forward. So um, I'm always a huge fan of that. Um, especially being a board member, but also, you know, for all those that are running for board seats, I think it's an exciting moment as well. Yeah, likewise, Jeremy. Um, I'm also excited. I'm excited to see the uh, the CTO mentor uh, graduates and then what the uh, the upcoming class is going to be. I'm assuming we're doing that again. Yes, one of the sessions I'm always excited to see is the uh, Capital Advisors Group session as well. I always like hearing about all the new stuff that's happening uh, up in Sacramento. And this year, we're also going to have the members of Sites Advocacy Committee joining that session. That's uh, our board members, Eric Calderon and Antonio Romeor. Oh, awesome. Even better. Thank you. I always scan the um, conference guide looking for, you know, colleagues from the CTO mentor program. And yeah. um, I found a couple that I'm excited about. So one of my classmates, John Carino, is doing a leadership session um, 
and Bree Ford, my mentor, um, she's got a session on how to be a better team member. So I think those are super interesting. And I also, I love um, sessions from the CDE. So uh, Jeff and Elizabeth have been good sessions that I've been to um, many years. And, and so I'm excited to see what they're going to be talking about. Um, I think this year it's on state broadband updates and Elizabeth speaking on combating misinformation. We're also going to be adding another session where the director of CalPADS is going to be hosting a listening session to hear what's going on in the field about CalPADS, um, what are the pain points, and how can they improve? Be gentle. <laughs> yeah. No tomatoes. <laughs> no tomatoes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Jamie, you know, I'm also looking forward to seeing uh, our other classmate, uh, Ben Markley. He's got quite a few sessions talking about some leadership roles as well, so I'm looking forward to those. He always has awesome stuff to say. We had some of our past podcast guests are also presenting. So um, Stephen, uh, Jerry from our disaster preparedness episode, they're going to be presenting. That's always a full room and they share really good resources. So I definitely yeah. recommend that one. Yeah. For those of you out there who might've never gone to a brief forward session, um, I would recommend those. I always say I'd like to be brief forward when I grow up. Um, and actually I'm hoping we can like get a little tag for our badges that say that because I think she'd be very embarrassed by that, but, uh, <laughs> Bree's amazing. So for those of you out there who've never been to one of her sessions, she is, uh, she is, uh, really does an amazing job, um, with any of her sessions. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. And I think I also saw MS ISAC will be there. We've had them as a guest on the show, so they'll have yes. a, a session to check out. We've also had them come to our regional group meeting and it was really informative just talking about all the, um, the free um, things that they have to offer. We also have several sessions about encouraging women in IT roles. Um, in fact, there's a great panel that's headed by uh, Kelly Mae Volmer from Desert Sands Unified. There's another session um, led by some CTO mentor graduates, Chris Jones and Raina Bejarano. And what we're really excited about on Tuesday as well is the Women in Tech hashtag WIT luncheon. This is being hosted by Paige Johnson, who's the VP of Education at Microsoft. And it's going to be a chance to connect and talk about how we can support getting women into more of those IT roles uh, across K-12 districts. And so Laurel, those uh, women in tech sessions, those are open to anybody that, that believes in supporting uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion from a leadership standpoint, right? Exactly. We've had a lot of members who identify as male ask us, how can we support women in our districts yeah. and how can we bring them up? So they are more than welcome to come as well. And in fact, that's actually going to be one of the topics we talk about at that luncheon. Great. Yeah, that was another podcast topic for us. And, and I know I learned a lot during that podcast session. So I'm excited to learn through the women in tech sessions as well. So now let's, uh, let's chat about ways to get more involved with site at the conference. Uh, I know we have our regional group meetings, uh, sessions for our first time attendees, and also volunteering with help for registration. Um, Jamie, do you have any ideas? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously too late for this year, but definitely think about next year presenting that site is such an amazing experience. If you um, think about a system that you've launched, a project or a leadership story, if you're unsure about it, maybe partner with somebody. I think it's so rewarding and it gives you time to really reflect on your practice and things that you've accomplished. So it can be a really positive experience. So um, think about what you'd like to learn or share. Um, and maybe that's something you can prep for next year. Absolutely. The conference committee. Oh, and one other thing is um, after conference, be sure to fill out all the feedback forms because the conference committee reviews that feedback and you can definitely make an impact or some improvements based on your ideas. Oh, thanks for sharing that, Jamie. Phil and Jeremy, I know you guys are both presenting this year. What will you be sharing? Well, one of the first sessions I'm um, 
we'll be presenting in is radio communications. And uh, when we decided to do that a few years ago in my district, I took the approach of getting a ham radio license and then you know buying seven radios with all kinds of different technologies. And so um, this session is going to be how to um, educate yourself about radio communications and what are resources out there that you can become active in to help you further that knowledge. And so we have a subgroup on the site listserv about that. And uh, we'll probably have, I think, four or five different districts bringing in what their radio communications equipment is and then a primer on, on how to get training. So looking forward to that. And then I'm going to help with co-hosting on that session with um, about active shooters and the importance of having your PA systems and everything um, in line and lockdown drills and so forth. That sounds great. How about you, Jeremy? Yeah, I've uh, got three. Uh, uh, Phil and I are going to be working together on sort of how to become a site board member. Um, we're going to talk a little about some of the bylaw changes and voting and things like that. But really, like, what is the trajectory? How do you, um, I, you know, I'm going to be speaking to how my career was completely influenced by the conference, how I was a total ed tech guy, came to site and set put at the time. Um, saw the CTO mentors dancing up on stage and like, I need to be a part of this. Um, and, and then I found out there's more to it than dancing. And then, and now here I am. So no, I'm just kidding, but, uh, but uh, like getting, seeing, seeing that, Oh, there, there is a place for ed tech in the IT world. And this is, I really needed to learn the IT side of the house. If I wanted to become a leader, you know, over both sides of the house. So, yeah. um, so we'll present that. I have another one on data dashboards, um, and the work we're doing in our district to, with the EdFi, um, and, and bring everything together into one place. We'll sort of show off some of what we've been doing there and so they can see how easy it is for data to be seen um, and what how we led with that. And then a session on just how we led from a cabinet level through COVID and how you know the importance of technology at the cabinet level, but really the decisions we made and the mistakes we made and how we learned from it and what all of our planning looked like. And just really from, from start to finish, from two weeks before we shut down until now, Every, the decisions we've been making and what that's been looking like to try and be successful and and try and be supported and and we got some great survey data back from our teachers that that technology was was sort of five star through the covid um and sort of how we how we planned that to make sure it would be um as as streamlined as possible for everybody, but also how much support from above was helpful, like the superintendent, how it never would have happened without him being a part of that guidance and and sort of that always plays into having having a technology seat on cabinet. So, uh, yeah. so I'll be presenting on that as well. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm excited or I'm particularly interested in in learning about the the data dashboards. That's something that we're going through as well. So I will love to learn from you. Yeah, I think what's so great about conferences, you kind of walk away with things you can do immediately, things that maybe you didn't know you should be worried about that you're going to work on. Um, and also just, you know, catching up with colleagues and people that understand everything you're going through. I think that's what makes it such an amazing experience. A lot of, a lot of empathy in this space. Yes. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Any other final thoughts or reminders, anything that's important for our listeners to know about conference before we wrap up our episode? Yeah, I think uh, we should never um, underestimate the, the importance as professionals of being at the conference and just rubbing shoulders with all of our technology leaders and technicians and data people that come to our conference every year. All those little conversations that happen um, and the questions that you can ask of this professional community, that makes the attendance to me you know, totally worth the, any money or time it takes to get mm. there. 
Yeah, do we call it, is that officially titled the hallway track? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's probably the hallway track, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I want to give a shout out to our vendors too. I mean, uh, one of the things I love about the conference is the vendor hall. I can't tell you how many times I was thinking about a project and went to the vendor hall and just started talking to people and just yeah. getting four or five ideas of, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Um, and realizing that maybe weren't we weren't on the exact right track. I needed to bring a few more professionals in. So, um, you know, I just love that our vendors stuck with us last year when we were virtual um, and, and really helped us make sure we had a successful conference. But also, I, I just learned so much in the vendor hall itself, spending time um, with folks, sometimes the ones I'm already using, sometimes people who are brand new and they just have something great going on. I want to learn more about it. So I, I want to make sure we um, we shout out to those folks because they're, they're just a supportive group of, group of people who help us help us make help make our jobs easier. Absolutely. Yeah. So that is an awesome segue into our wrap up. So I want to say thank you to Phil, Jeremy, and Laurel for being here. Um, also shout out to our amazing site staff, um, Tuda and Andrea for supporting this podcast. And Jeremy already kind of kicked it off with one um, round of shout outs, but I want to give both Phil um, and Jeremy time and Laurel at you as well. Anything that you would like to share in terms of shout outs, gratitude, or appreciation? Phil, do you want to go first? Big shout out to Andrea. Uh, Bennett, our executive director, who has guided us through uh, a set of bylaw changes that I hope everybody um, is eager to vote on. We need everybody's participation. And uh, the, the greatest thing is that our term limits is going to allow for a lot more participation for our community on our board. And uh, that's one of the, that's another great thing that site can do for you. Another value for your membership is um, how you can increase your leadership skills over time in our profession. So that, that's my number one shout out. Go ahead, Jeremy. Sure. Uh, you know, I wanted to shout out to the staff. Uh, our, our site our site staff is growing um, every year, grows a little bit more. But um, I look back because when I came on the board, uh, there was one, it was just Andrea. <laughs> and looking back on how did a conference get done with one person? It's, it's, it's insane because, but everybody is so amazing. Our staff, they are so wonderful, Laurel and Tuda and Libby. And we just have this wonderful growing list of, of staff members who are making the conference possible and making it better and who have great new ideas. Um, and without them, none of this would be possible. The, the board has wonderful ideas, but we are we are not the hands-on, like we make the conference happen. I want to make sure everybody knows that, that it's all about the site staff and they're the ones that make the conference happen. So if you see them, uh, please say thank you to them at the conference because it's all because of them and their hard work. Absolutely. Great comments, Jeremy. How about you, Laurel? Definitely shout out to, to site staff, um, especially Soki Hole. She's one of our newest staff members, and she is the main point of contact for registration for the exhibitors. She will be at the registration desk. So I encourage you to reach out and introduce yourself to her because it's her first time at the conference as well. Be wonderful to meet her. Uh, Jeremy and Phil, how long have you been board members? Um, <laughs> I think I'm between like seven and eight years. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I want to say six. I think I don't. I don't remember actually. I think I, I, <laughs> let's say six. We'll go with that. Six or seven. Eight, right. right after Phil. Well, thank you for your service. It's uh, I've I've certainly enjoyed sight under your leadership. And so I think we have one final question for everyone. So would you rather? This is our would you rather segment. So would you rather have the Iron Man suit for one day a week or training with Doctor Strange and why? Now I'm going to start with Laurel. 
I'm going to go training with Dr. Strange because it's Ben Brink, Cumber Newt, or whatever the actor's name is. Cumberbatch, I think. <laughs> That's fantastic. How about you, Phil? Oh, the suit. All the way. The suit? I'm going to go fly around the world in a few minutes, you know? <laughs> that sounds pretty awesome. Jamie? Uh, definitely Dr. Strange. Uh, because just to be able to open up a portal and just go to wherever you want to go, that's incredible. If, if I could learn that skill, not saying that he'd be able to train me on that, but that'd be pretty incredible. <laughs> what about you, Jeremy? Oh, I'm torn. I don't know if I could trust myself with a Doctor Strange not going back in time and getting the winning lottery numbers kind of thing. <laughs> so I might I might have to go Iron Man just so I don't accidentally like cause chaos theory. <laughs> I don't break the universe by winning the lottery. So I'll go, I'll go Iron Man because I love. I love the whole kind. I, I really think we are Iron Man as the tech department. Anyway, we're sort of yeah. enabling people to do better stuff with tech. Mm-hmm. So I'll go. I'll go Iron Man. Shane. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Iron Man as well. I don't. I can't wrap my head around all that Doctor Strange stuff, but I can. <laughs> I can definitely work on a suit. And and uh, flying sounds pretty awesome. Well, thank you everyone for being on the podcast. I know uh, we all have busy schedules. Uh, certainly, Laurel getting ready for conference. I'm sure you're extremely busy as well. Um, I appreciate everybody taking time out of their day. <laughs>